Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes 10! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it at rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, especially everybody who does that. All right, and two weeks and no show, and I do apologize for that, but things happen. Uh, Not just the normal life stuff, but the... Uh, up and down yo-yo weather we've been getting in Texas, and I know some of you in the rest of the country have it way worse than we do. I totally understand that, and I appreciate your Eskimo skills. Uh, but whenever in Texas the weather goes up and down, everybody gets sick. So we're not used to that kind of stuff, and we probably never will be. So that happened. Uh, just terrible, crappy voice with a whole bunch of crud going on. Nola got it way worse than I did. She still has a lingering cough, so get well soon, sweetie. Uh, But, you know, just been looking after her, trying to keep myself in good shape so I don't miss work. And, you know, it's been rough. And even weirder things happen than that. I'll get into that later on in this episode. But uh, this is the excuse I have to do 10 songs about being sick. Or just with the word sick in it. We'll be loose about it. Just songs that I like that have the word sick in it for the most part. So let's just start off with one of the most obvious ones. One I'm sure most music fans, and especially good rock and roll fans, will think of. Aerosmith, Sick as a Dog. Of course, that is originally on the five-star Mega Classic Rocks. But I'm going to play you this version here, because I've always liked this version of it for sure. And off of the least untouched live album of all time, Live Bootleg, this is Aerosmith kicking off the sick show with Sick as a Dog.
All right, kicking off the show in proper fashion, that was Aerosmith with a live version of Sick as a Dog off the live bootleg record. That record came out in 1978, and I still have the vinyl for it. I stole it from my dad. He's a jerk anyway, so don't feel bad for him. Uh, So, and I went on the wiki as the song was playing to see uh, if I could get any accurate notes about this particular performance. It says it was recorded on July 4th. 1977 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Like I said, very much an untouched live album. The One of the most raw live albums you're ever going to hear, and I like it. I know some people really don't like it, but I like it a lot. I think it's cool. I love the James Brown cover on there, too, so go check it out if you haven't yet. Moving on here, second song, easy enough. I'm going to play one of my all-time favorite songs ever. I love this song off of a great record, too. From the 100% fun record, this is the great Matthew Sweet with Sick of Myself. i 
All right, there you go. That's how you jam. That was Matthew Sweet with Sick of Myself, the kickoff track off of the 100% Fun record. His best overall album, in my opinion, so if you don't have anything by him and you don't want to get a best of, then get that record. It's 100% fun. Great power pop, great ballads. It's just a really cool record. So, All right. Moving on here, and if you can remember this, the next two songs actually have a lot in common. So pay attention. First one I'm going to play you here is by Duff McKagan's Loaded, his current band. A really cool record here. And it's the title track from the album Sick. So turn this one up. All right. There you go. The title track from the album Sick by Duff McKagan's Loaded. Hope you enjoyed that. It's a really cool record, so go get it. There's a deluxe edition of it out with like a CD and a DVD. We're going to move on here. The second song of the two, the tie-in, is by a band called Bash and Pop. I played them on the One and Done show, which was a great episode. Go back to the archive and check that one out. And 
If you know anything about Bash and Pop, you know there's a massive tie-in here to the previous artist, which I will give away as soon as the song is over here. Uh, this is from the Clerk soundtrack, the great 90s alternative rock soundtrack. A bunch of bands I heard for the first time, and this was one of them. So this is Bash and Pop with Making Me Sick. Once again, from the Clerks soundtrack, the first Clerks soundtrack, because they're working on a third one now, believe it or not, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I had zero expectations about the sequel, and I wound up loving the sequel. The first one's always going to be the best, but hey, let's see how that third one does. But that was Bash and Pop with Making Me Sick. On that soundtrack specifically, they only have one CD called Friday Night is Killing Me, and I highly recommend you go check that one out. Great album. And I know you've just been hanging on with great anticipation as to the tie-in to those last two songs. Well, the lead singer of Bash and Pop was Tommy Stinson, formerly of The Replacements, maybe even currently, actually. 
But, you know, right there. And then Duff McKagan before that. Yeah, see? Both were bass players for Guns N' Roses. So there you go. Fun, geeky trivia here on Rock Strikes 10. You can get it on most shows, but that's my version of it. Once again, get that album from Bash and Pop. Great, great album. All right. Here's one from an underrated album, in my opinion. Uh, because, you know, popularity-wise and sales-wise, this band definitely peaked around 2002. I'm going to play you something by Queens of the Stone Age. Still putting out great records. And the Era Vulgaris album from 2007. I really did like that record a lot. It was real raw sounding and not very overtly produced, but I liked that about it. It was very metal in that sense. And this was actually the kickoff single. It was a really heavy song, so the single didn't do anything for them at all. But I still like it, and it ties in with this show, so why not, right? So here's Queens of the Stone Age with Sick, Sick, Sick. Yeah. 
right, there you go. Queens of the Stone Age with Sick 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 off of the Arrow Vulgaris record. Hope you enjoyed that. Nice and loud tune there. And uh, another tie-in, actually. I know we did this earlier with the Guns N' Roses bass players, but I'm not even going to make you wait on this one because I damn near almost didn't pay off that last answer. But Josh Hame actually played in a band with somebody that's in this next band, Led Zeppelin. He was in Them Cricket Vultures with John Paul Jones, a bass player and keyboardist of Led Zeppelin. So I just figured I would back-to-back him here on this particular episode. And very apropos, uh, as the show is coming out, I think on the day of, it will be February 25th, 2015, the absolute, to the day, 40th anniversary of Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. And the Deluxe will be out for you to go pick up in stores. So uh, usually, you know, with the Anniversary Edition, they get the year right, but they never really get to come out on the exact day. It's coming out on the exact release day 40 years later. I think that's really cool. Physical Graffiti, one of the best Led Zeppelin albums, in my opinion. I always go back and forth with that one and Houses of the Holy. House of the Holy is probably the best overall I mean, you could argue there might be a little bit of filler on Physical Graffiti, but not much, by my opinion. And here's the closing track off of Physical Graffiti, which, of course, ties in to the sick episode. You know what this is. It's sick again.
All right, great closer for an album there. That was Sick Again by Led Zeppelin off of Physical Graffiti. That's not the audio from the 40th. I still got to go pick it up because it's out tomorrow. But I will definitely be getting that. I actually need to catch up on the four and the Houses of the Holy reissue as well. I'm a little behind, but I did get the first three just on the two CD version. I don't have uh, that kind of money to spend a hundred dollars for each box set of each individual album i think that's a bit excessive but hey if you're a big fan go for it you know hey uh, speaking of big fan i'm a big fan of this band this kind of ties in a little bit to physical graffiti because the album cover was shot in new york city and just a little bit further down the road from that was a band called the ramones uh, this is from their 1981 album called pleasant dreams a really cool nugget right here this is you sound like you're sick. Well, I can't understand anything about you. Help you if I can. What can I do to ease your That's where you must be. In the institution. favorite there of rock strikes 10 the ramones with you sound like you're sick from the pleasant dreams record 1981 that song was actually also featured on the great rhino box set that was put out called weird tales of the ramones great box set make a great gift for any ramones fan there's a dvd of all their good promotional videos on there so it's a nice set great booklet just like rhino always doing it great 
and they should sponsor Rock Strikes 10. All right, moving on here. Sticking with the punk rock, some OG punk rock for sure, with the Buzzcocks from their 1993 record, just a self-titled album called The Buzzcocks, and a great single off of here, written by one of the original members, Steve Diggle. This is Sick City Sometimes. the buzzcocks there was six city sometimes from 1993 all buzzcocks really you should have them one of the greatest bands of all time not just punk rock bands but one of the greatest bands ever some of the best songs you'll ever hear in your entire life stop sleeping on the buzzcocks and go get them in your life all right Moving on here, we're going to level up here on the theme for these last two songs, and I'll tell you why. It's not just being sick, and i got to tell you, um, this is me being a little long-winded. I've been really short on the talking segments on this show, but 
So had this cold, you know, about a week and a half ago, and it was really messing with my voice, coughing a lot, just feeling cruddy in general. Everybody's been there. So I wake up on a Saturday and getting ready to go to work. I usually have to work on Saturdays, which sucks, but that's just the way it is. Hey, at least I have a job. There's some people that don't. So getting ready for work and getting Nola up and all this stuff. So we both have to work. And I've been up for about 35, 45 minutes at this point, showered, haven't eaten yet, but getting ready to eat because, you know, can't go to work with an empty tank. That's for damn sure. And then I'm just walking around the house, getting dressed and like noticed like a massive pain in like my abdominal area, like right around the stomach on the right side, you know, and I've never had a pain like that. So I'm not a hypochondriac. I hate going to the doctor. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I avoid it unless I think it's absolutely necessary. And I'll tell you a few reasons why during this story. So it's not feeling any better. And is a half hour just kind of debating like, shit, I'm going to have to call in sick and I got to go to the doctor. Like, you know, day off. Yeah, woohoo. But it's like, man, I am in pain. I'd rather not be in pain and have to go to work. It would be great. Fine by me. So I go to the doctor. So I go to the doctor's office. This is becoming the Paul Stanley show. All right. But uh, <laughs> no, but through my insurance, you know, you go to one of those kind of local facilities. You know, you probably have some in your area like this, like the McDonald's version of, of doctoring. <laughs> And you go in there just to see, you know, they know a little bit about everything, you know. What did Dice call them? Internationalists? But, all right. God, let's move on here so we can get to some damn music. Uh, I'll tell you the second half of the story after I play another song. But I'm in this, I'm in the doctor's office. And they're trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I do, I do the piss thing. Uh, they take the blood. Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, definitely straight edge. Man, trying to get a vein on me is damn near impossible. Every time, one arm, didn't get it, doesn't catch, have to go to the other arm. So by the time I leave a doctor's office, even just for a regular visit like that, and they do blood work, it's both arms have been just stabbed to no end. Needles, blood, blood, blood. Yeah, tons of fun, let me tell you. And it sucks being me when it comes to needles, because I hate needles. Who doesn't, right? But having to go in there twice to get one particular thing, uh, it's the worst. So I usually always have to get stuck twice just to get blood. And, you know, I'm hearing rumors of appendicitis and I'm like, ah, crap. You know, like, I haven't had surgery since I was a kid. And I'm not about to have any, hopefully, anytime soon. So I'm like, ah, oh my god. So they're basically saying, look, it may be this, but... You know, we don't do this because they're not that kind of place. So I got to go to a place that has good facilities and good equipment. So they're basically like, you're going to have to go to the emergency room if you really want to find out what's going on. So they book me to go to an ER out in Las Colinas. I will continue this story after this song because we're already like four minutes on this talking part. So without further ado, here's the Melvins with Hospital Up.
Okay, that was the Melvins with Hospital Up from their 2010 record, The Bride Screamed Murder, one of those co-op albums that they did with Big Business. So a two-drummer version of the Melvins there. Hope you enjoyed that. Great metal. If you're looking for some good, not conventional metal, you can always, always check out the Melvins and their massive catalog. They pretty much put out an album a year, so go catch up. Or if you need some advice, ask me or Randy Brown on The Synaptic. Go subscribe to The Synaptic, by the way. I don't know when he's going to do another show, but uh, hopefully he will soon. It's been a while, but, you know, the guy's busy. I, I get it. But anyway, still much love for Randy Brown and The Synaptic and The Synaptic Podcast. Still very much a part of the cnjradio.com family. All right. Back to the story. This is turning into a serial. So I'm driving to the ER. You know, fuck that ambulance ride. That shit costs money. So I'm not totally doubled over, so I can drive. I'm fine. But just worrying about what it is, even if it is appendicitis. But I start going into this whole thing of why I even went to the doctor in the first place for abdominal pain. I had recently reread, you know, some stuff and I... can't remember what book it was or a magazine article and they were talking about that story that i think geezer butler told doing that last tour with ronnie james dio and he was complaining about pains in his stomach like this chronic pain that wouldn't go away and he was like oh maybe you should go to the doctor and he's was kind of like oh i'm fine i'll be fine it's probably just something i ate or i bruised a rib or something and if ronnie had gone into the doctor they could have diagnosed that he didn't have to die of stomach cancer or any kind of cancer Apparently, if they had diagnosed what he had early on, he would still be alive today, and that's a fact. So I think of things like that. You know, it gets into your brain, and that's definitely awareness for those kind of illnesses should be out there, and I'm glad they are. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if I have cancer? You know, like I'm at the happiest point of my life personally that I've ever been, and this is when you get the cancer and die. It's just, you know, I try not to think those things, but they're in my head. So I'm going down there, I'm just like, God, okay, maybe I'll be happy if it's appendicitis. That's fine. People don't die of that, you know? So, long story short, trust me, this is the short version, because this was like, a you know, 12 hours of the day. We move along, we move along, I'm in the ER, and of course we have to take more blood. One arm, then we try the other arm, get that IV going, I got the tube sticking out, so I'm just like, ugh. I can't even look at the tube. Yeah, I know. I'm not very manly when it comes to things like that, but whatever. It's my body, and I'd rather not look down and watch the pump thing going. So, on top of everything else, laying there in the ER, and I haven't had a goddamn thing to eat all day. Like, I've been dealing with this since noon. No food, no breakfast or lunch or anything, and... The real bitch of it all is that even before I left to go to the ER, the first place I was at, they were like, okay, make sure you don't eat anything because in case it's appendicitis, that's bad. And I'm like, so I can't eat anything, nothing. They're like, nope, just go straight there. I'm like, oh my God. So after they stabbed me a couple more times at the ER in my little room while I'm laying on the gurney in a hospital gown with my underwear on, And I am just, I almost don't care about anything else at this point. I just want to eat. (laughs) You know, 
I'm, I'm like shaking, you know, and they're having me drink this stuff that's supposed to put some fluid into my body so they can go, so they can basically go put me in one of those x-ray machines like the Stargate and, you know, like you see in the movies. And so I have to do all that. It takes another hour for that stuff to just go through my body. They go in there. I'm being very invasive right now, but hey, it's my story. So like I said, trying to make a long story short, they put me in the machine and it whirs around and it's really scary because people just see those machines in the movies and it's like, oh, it's cancer. Uh, get back with everything, wheel me back into my regular room and after about another hour of just waiting, fun anticipation, let me tell you. And they came back and they were like, well, we got nothing. It's nothing. It is absolutely nothing. We screened for everything and I even asked about cancer. And there was like, it's nothing. So it's either something you ate or something you lifted or both. <laughs> there you go. There was my Saturday last week. Hope you enjoyed the story. All right, let's get back to the music and the last song here on this particular episode. See, I told this really long, possibly boring story to exonerate me from not doing an episode last week. But everything I just told you is absolutely true. Last band we're going to play here, and of course tying into the theme of this week's Epic Chronicle Joey Hospital and Sick Story. And also, let's not dismiss the fact that Nola's been a lot more sick than I have on an overall basis. I'm going to play you something here by the great Alcatraz, led by Graham Bonnet, a band that I have recently gotten into over the last few years. And I'll tell you why afterwards. Let's just get to the damn song. So here is Alcatraz with General Hospital.
from their debut album, No Parole from Rock and Roll from 1983, and also the closing track on this week's episode. That was Alcatraz with General Hospital. Go check out anything Alcatraz. Uh, that version is the Ingve Malmsteen lead guitar version of the band from the first album. Steve Vai would join the band later on, but that one definitely launched Ingve. But Graham Bonnet, one of the greatest rock vocalists of all time, and I do mean that. And go check out this awesome interview that he did recently with my buddy Mark from Talking Metal. Go listen to the Talking Metal podcast. That guy, and I'm not just kissing ass here, he's been on a roll lately with interviews. Rick Allen, Black Star Riders, Graham Bonnet, just some shit hot stuff. And one coming out with DMC, of Run DMC, they're going to talk metal. Looking forward to that, but yeah. So plug in that show, but also, of course... Continue to keep spreading the word on Rock Strikes 10 as well. If you go to rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com, you're going to see the full archive of shows that are on there. More than there are in iTunes, but definitely make sure you're subscribed on iTunes so you don't miss one single episode, and it's more convenient for the iPod. All right. Hope you enjoyed this show and my misery, but it felt good to get all that out there. We'll be back in a few more days. Uh, because as even in Texas uh, and the rest of the country even, we are all affected by this particular winter. So songs about snow and ice is what's going to be on the menu for next episode of Rock Strikes 10. Until then, go tell your friends, spread the word. What do I say? Listen, like, subscribe, and share. Yeah, by the way, thank you very much, Pete. I'm going to publicly thank you here on the show. I'm going to send you an email too, but... I came back after the 12 hours of dealing with a doctor in the ER. Got a care package from Space Beard. How cool is that? Nothing will brighten up my day more than free music and swag. So thank you so much, Pete, from Space Beard. You're the man. So without further ado, take it away, Space Beard. See you on the next one, guys. Have fun. <laughs>